Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped into our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, Office Politics. Ooh, Office Politics. I mean, when you say the P word, man, these days every, everything gets tense. Add that to Office, it just continues to get tense. It can be messy. I think so. Yeah. So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We have both been managers for most of our careers. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee, and we're going to discuss how we've observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I think we'll have a good one today. I think so. This is uh, this is a very common situation in many organizations. And as people are again coming back, it's more prevalent when people are in person. I think you know there can be office politics remotely, but it seems to accelerate and amplify when you're together. When you're remote, you might not notice it. Mm-hmm. So you have a work environment where there seems to be a lot of politics, and you experience some or all of the following. Your boss is the big man on campus. Hmm. There are several bosses squared off against each other in the company. Your boss has the ear of the main person in charge. There are a bunch of people who hang off the boss and do their bidding. There are definite cliques in the company. You are not part of any special group around the boss or in any such clique. The special people seem to get all the perks like roles, special projects, etc., and have access to all the information. You just want to do your job. So, Greg, how important is this subject, and how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Oh, my goodness, this is so bad. You know, because you just, the in-crowd, like, it feels like you're in high school. And this happens. It's like it's like the, you know, the cool kids or the in-kids and the out-kids. And it first of all, it's super inefficient, um, adds to an additional level of hierarchy, which is uh, which is a favoritism hierarchical society, and it's it's just a mess. It's just a mess, and I've I've definitely been in organizations that are like this. Um, you know, add on to the complexity sometimes when it's a family business or or historically family business that can add complications because if you're a part of the family or not part of the family, sometimes it's good. I was in uh, working uh, last year with an organization and um, it was even relatives of relatives and this one person wasn't performing very well and uh, but because they thought that this person was connected to someone else, no one would do anything and that added a different thing. So it can just be mucky, 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 mucky. So, um, uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Lower performance, um, a lot of turnover because I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say anything because I think I'm going to step in something or I'm going to get in trouble and apathy takes over and it's just not, not good, but it happens. We've all been experiencing those, those environments where the politics is really, really high inefficiency too, right? Takes so long because you're always measured of what you're going to do and what you're thinking and how you need to approach it, how you need to shape it. What a waste of time. Well, I've benefited from it and I've uh, been put in a bad spot because of it. And as we go through it, there's times when I think I've probably contributed to it as well. You know, I had my go-to people. Mm. Um, 
Uh, I certainly, when I was hiring, were, were looking for people uh, with like my skill sets and, and aptitudes and stuff. So I, I've been in a couple really bad situations. There's one story I thought was hilarious, though, and I think we all just kind of had to admit the craziness of it. Uh, there was a position available. I liked half the position. I didn't like what the, the person had to do in the other half of the position. And, and so I didn't apply for it. And uh, about three or four weeks later, uh, somebody comes up and offers me the position. And, uh, you know, seeing the politics play out all over the place. I wasn't your first pick, was I? No. I'm going to put it forward that I probably wasn't your second or third choice. No. I'm the only choice you all agree on. Is that correct? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting. Something you just said was really fascinating for me because if it's intentional politics, if you're working the board, um, that's when it gets crunchy because, you know, you can never work the board over a long period of time. Uh, But sometimes unintentional politics happen, and that happens just because of people you – become dependent upon people that have a similar interest to you. So it's those, those innate biases that sometimes create what we call politics. Um, but sometimes we don't even see it because it's just, you know, it's easier. Oh man, it's easier. Just give Alistair the thing. It's, and and, you know, it'll get done. It'll get done. Yeah. Or I've got a good vibe. When we have conversations, I get energized when I meet with, uh, um, uh, Muhammad, him and I just kind of, you know, really kind of connect with regards to it. So it's just sometimes that familiarity can take over. So it's less, it is political in a sense, but it's almost, it's almost unintentional politics. Well, I find, I don't know about you, Greg, but I hate office politics. I don't want to be in anybody's camp. I just want to do what I want to do. I want to be sure that I have uh, all the information that I need and the support that I need to get things done. And I got some really good advice a long time ago. And uh, it was in a huge organization. And the person said, listen, Alistair, don't hook your wagon to anybody. Mm. Because that story can change on a dime. Be really good at what you do. Mm. And be indispensable, and they'll always need you, no matter who's in charge. Because people come in, them they bring in all their, you know, their 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 supporters, and you know, all of a sudden there's it isn't one new person; it's six new people. Alistair, stay out of the politics. Just do what you do. Try to be really good at what you do, and then you're indispensable. Yeah, it's hard. I do think if you do what you do well, and and try hard, and work hard, and you know, over deliver. Those are things that are going to protect you from any politics. Um, and we also at times need to be brave. And if the people who are working the politics make a comment about something else that you disagree with, um, it's hard not to say something and you just got to learn to say it in a direct and, uh, honest way. And one of my favorite, t- uh, comments is, well, that's not my experience. Uh, I, this is what I found. Well, you know what I end up saying? It's kind of a a part of that. That's not the experience I've had with that person. Right. Right. And so that's that's the courageous way of not getting sucked into politics, uh, because sometimes politics forces us to go mute and to be quiet and not say anything. And that's not good either, because that doesn't contribute to the 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 best um uh, culture of an environment. But sometimes you feel like you have to, because you know, if I do say something I'm just going to get on the bad side of that person. So uh, let's move forward. As a manager, what can you do to assist the situation? And most of these points, Greg, are questions. 
is there an unhealthy political element in the organization or company you're working in? Yeah, I agree. And it's as a manager, it's like, how do I do those double checks myself? Um, you know, what are the, what, what are politics? What are the, what are the unwritten rules? What are the favors? What are the, what are the things that are getting in the way of everyone being able to contribute? Um, and really almost doing those self checks and self awareness. Cause it, again, those unintentional things can happen. And, um, you know, like things like, uh, um, and this may be further on in some of the things, uh, but if, you know, things like, uh, if you're in meeting, who isn't, uh, well, who doesn't have a chance to voice their opinion? Who isn't at the table? Who isn't at the table? You know, those are simple questions you can ask that are almost depoliticking, uh, ways, but you first got to look hard at your organization and say, what, we, there's always levels of politics, but where are the unhealthy political elements within our companies, within our departments? And then what are you going to choose to do? That self-awareness and just kind of doing a check, at least on yourself or in the areas that are under your control are really important. The next one, are you in continual conflict with other bosses? Are you the source of some of the tension, the politics that are going on because you're not getting along with somebody else. Yeah. You know, I was at a meeting last week when we were talking about what do you do in these situations? And, you know, you know, one of my phrases is how do you shift from crunchy to curious? And, uh, 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 and even at the end of each of our podcasts, we talk about, you know, what are the things that make us crunchy? Well, sometimes it's other people that make us crunchy and we, but we have a choice to uh, be crunchy back or be constructive and curious. So sometimes it is having those conversations, even the, even if someone really drives you nuts and you are just, you know, in conflict with someone, how do you create a better space? Cause you can ripple things, you know, it's like if I'm more curious with someone who I obviously have conflict with, that will create bridges. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to agree with everything they say, but uh, if you're, are you contributing to the conflict or are you finding ways to, um, minimize the conflict or at least the impact of the conflict people around you watch how you deal with other people and maybe the comments and actions after the fact so when you're dealing with that person that you might have a crunchy relationship other people are watching and are going to take their cues off of you so it's really important that you understand that i'm in conflict with this person but other people are watching and other people are going to see how I deal with it after the fact. Yeah. And when you're together and when you're separate, because I mean, the worst things can be bad talking someone they're driving me nuts. And, but you know, again, you can say, you know, clearly Alistair and I have a different opinion on how to do a number of things, but I do respect what he brings and he has a, a different thought. And so here's how I'm approaching it with him. So versus bad mouthing, you know, you can, you can acknowledge the truth in the room that yes, obviously we have a difference of opinions on a number of things, but there are some things we agree with and, and I think we need to learn from each other. So set the tone. I remember, uh, some of the people that were reporting to me, this is years and years and years ago when they were done work, I'd, I was already gone and is a shift schedule type of thing. And this other boss gave, uh, a bunch, a large group of the people that were leaving a really hard time. And it was about overtime, which I was aware of and had approved. And they ended up not being able to count their overtime that night. And the next day when I came in uh, and they started coming in, there was a, quite a discussion and realizing that, you know, the different shifts have to work together. 
and that, you know, when other people's supervisors aren't there, I'm their supervisor mm -hmm. and vice versa. And I just sat everybody down and said, listen, do not mess with this. Let me know what's happened here and I will fix it. Do not talk back. Do not be um, disrespectful to other people. There was a difference of opinion and always hold your tongue and come to me afterwards and we're going to sort it out. And if you deserve something, if you worked over or whatever the, the situation was, we will look after it. And we all understand. It. Right. Yes. You, mo you model the behavior. And do you have a tight team around you that can be perceived as a group of favorites? Yeah. Yeah. Or even the, the next question is, do you reach out to the same people? And that's kind of the same thing, right? It is the same thing. You do. Uh, I'm guilty, Greg. Yeah. Well, it, whatever's easier. And you know, when you, especially when you're stressed and you got a lot going on, you kind of rely on certain people. And so it's just making sure you're aware of those things. And when you have an opportunity, sometimes you can't, it's urgent and you know that, boy, you know what? It's got to get done. Mary's going to do it. But then how do you say, listen, how do you talk to the other folks and say, you know, here's what I'm recognizing. Um, and I know this is something you're interested in. So next time I'm going to get you and Mary to do it together so that you can learn it so that you can also be someone to do it. So just, just recognize those. They're like ruts that we get in, but they're easy ways of getting things done. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just, just happens. This is something I have to be so conscious of because Greg and I were having a conversation be before we turned on the tapes and uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, he's a little bit, uh, he's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. I'm a loud one. Uh, but I like the people I like around me. And so if I have an opportunity to work with them and to bring them with me wherever I go, and if I feel comfortable with them, those are the people I really want to go to. So I have to be extra special mm -hmm. delivered to make sure that I bring other people into my uh, circle and make sure other people get an opportunity to do things. It's so efficient for me just to have the right people around me all the time. But it also puts us in a position where perhaps if somebody's not there, there's nobody else that knows how to do it. It's so important that we have a wider group of people that understand mm. our business and the processes and the things that we do. Mm. Agree, 100%. 100%. Do you discuss other people with your go-to people in a non-helpful manner? And Greg, uh, one thing somebody modeled for me a long time ago. Uh, I've been in a couple training positions and... Uh, my boss came to me, said, listen, uh, I'd like to talk to you about Greg. Listen, we're not gossiping about him. There's a training situation here and I need you to understand the situation so that you can go out and, and do the training. Uh, you know, a Sergeant will, uh, give this person, will give Greg the expectation, but then I want you to go out with him and, and work these things out. Uh, so this is what I see him doing, which isn't up to par. So do you have any questions? And we were like talking about you mm -hmm. but we're doing it in a way it's a training situation we weren't bad mouthing anybody everybody they were giving me the context so i could go out and help address whatever the problem was yeah you know it's it's hard so because uh, we build a relationship and we build trust and sometimes when we're retired you just want to complain especially if there's somebody who's doing the same thing over and over again and it's easy to slip into man oh man alistair is driving me nuts today he just frustrates me going forward. And, you know, we've talked in the podcast before the power of having an inner circle, but don't have that inner circle with people that you work with that or work for you. Um, if, and if someone brings up someone else's name, it's always beautiful just to say, listen, I have a rule. And that is that I don't talk about anyone unless they're in the room. 
Uh, so if you, if you got concerns with Alistair and you want to have a conversation, I'm, I'm all for that. We'll have a conversation together. But what I find is that you, we never know the full thing that's going on. And it's always better to have that person in front of you to have that conversation. And so don't slip into yourself and then also help set the, the model, the behaviors as well with others. Exactly. And what was your experience with office politics as an employee earlier on? This may actually set the stage for the way that you deal with it uh, consciously and unconsciously in the future. Yeah. You, you know, you mentioned, you were honest, you say, you know, Greg, sometimes either I was benefit of, uh, of office politics. It's hard if early on in your career, uh, you got promotions or you got noticed. And, you know, you, you know, we all talk about networking is important, knowing people and connecting with people. That's politics in a sense. You know, when I'm, I'm, uh, I want to know who's the influencers and I'm making, and, you know, our world is built upon that. Um, so it's hard not to flow into that. Um, but it is, again, it's losing sight over time. It's like, you know, you, you knew the line was here, but over time the line gets really, really faded. And then all of a sudden you look over and you're like 10 feet past the line. So that's why those checks that you said at the very beginning are so important. There's such a tension between doing things to get things done and different people will climb in the organization at different speeds. And there's this tension between things happening, business being taken uh, forward and then the politics which slows these things down and and as well uh, puts uh, blockages in front of other people and a lot of the time Greg the currency is information mm -hmm. I find in a lot of the situations where uh, there is a bunch of politics going on it, it's a lack of information yeah. and, and and certain people you know they keep that information tight and they use it as a currency for whatever reason that they want to use it, whether they want to put themselves in a better position or bring uh, their their uh, confederates in or whatever it is, quite often that currency is information. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, we've talked about, you said it earlier, just do, do a good job. You know, uh, don't be afraid to volunteer for stuff uh, um, to learn and grow. Uh, and then also um, don't be afraid to toot your horn a little bit. Not in an aggressive way or whatever, but if you're proud about something, you know, be proud of it. Because often the folks that get frustrated by the politics are folks that have their head down and work hard. They got the first one. Um, they don't sometimes volunteer. So it's, it's less about politics, but it's, it's as much about not knowing who you are and what you can contribute. And then finding ways to, you know, celebrate what you're doing and celebrate what others do is, is also the third piece. And what do you do to change the culture around you? If you're in uh, a situation where the atmosphere, the environment isn't great, what can you do within your circle of control to carve out at least little oases within the uh, organization or company to create the best in environment for the people that you have influence over? Yeah, you know, we talk about the ripple. I'm a big believer in just being a ripple, like starting, it's just one drop at a time. You can do that in your space. And it might be uh, not choosing to be play the political role. So it just might be me, uh, uh, you know, some of the things we already talked about, it's, it's being aware of when I'm slipping into it and stopping it. 
um, and acknowledging it, saying, hey, you know what? I'm recognizing over time I'm, I'm always going to the same people and that might not seem fair. So here's what I want to do. I want to make sure that we all grow and learn and here's the plan we're going to put into place. So sometimes catching yourself, acknowledging when you've slipped and then shifting into a direction, those are ways you can start. You can start wherever you are, even if the company is highly political. Um, there's ways in which you create the safe bubble in which you're working in. And along that idea, decide what type of boss you want to be. Mm. So, you know, think about it. You know, make a choice. In a lot of the uh, situations we've talked about here, people have a choice to make. So make the one. Do you want to stay in the next 10 years in a highly politicized environment? I've been there, Greg. I didn't really like it. Mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of people... A, a small group of people benefit and the larger group not benefit from it. Yeah. And you know what? In the long run, no one benefits. So, you know, over time, you're so busy spinning the plates and changing your face and making sure that this was working here, this is working. You lose control over or what is, and it's exhausting. And even those folks that there are people that you think they, they're always benefiting from playing the game. And sometimes they will for a long period of time but in the end it always falls through it's a it's a it's a house of cards and sooner or later someone moves on yeah and and uh, or someone comes back or there's there's relationships broken and it's mucky in the end so uh yeah choose up front as an employee what can we do to assist in this situation and i'm going to start off with a bunch of questions as well think about your past experiences where are you coming from in this area? Uh, understanding your history and some of the environments that you've worked on, will, you'll probably find helpful in deciding how you want to deal with the environment you find yourself in presently. Yeah, and you know, politics is not just boss to everyone else. No. There's peer politics. There's all kinds of things with regards to it. It's just... It's exhausting because you're showing up in, as someone different than who you are. So, yeah, it's so much easier to just uh, it, it, easier. I should say easier. It in the end, it's it's better for you. It's not necessarily sometimes easier. Sometimes it's hard to be uh, less political and more direct. But if you you know, it's all about kindness, uh, respectfully direct kindness. I think is at the heart of all this. And are you or have you been on the outside or the subject of office pol politics? Mm. Uh, I have, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, uncomfortable. Uh, sometimes, Greg, I just don't give a crap. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when I can't get my job done, then it does really bother me. Yeah, and, you know, and just, it's again, remembering that. Uh, because, you know, at, at one point, we're all in and out. Our world is about being in the inside or on the outside. And that's unfortunately how we've divided ourselves. And it's created all kinds of issues, I think, frankly. But, um, you know, just re it's like being empathetic a little bit about where that person is and how it how it felt when you were there. And, you know, um, what's that one thing I, I always thought about just like me, that phrase, just like me, if if uh, like when have I felt that way and what helped me and now what can I do to help this person? And you're kind of stepping all over the next couple of points, which are perfect because I think they all go together. On the flip side, were you ever in that inner circle or you were the go-to person? Mm -hmm. I've been there, Greg. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked it. There's privileges to it. You can get stuff done. There's a lot of information and less hassle. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. 
And in all the situations you find yourself, are you able to get things done? I don't know about you, Greg. I can only speak for myself. I just like to work. I just like to get things done. And I don't like any of the other stuff that goes on. Yeah. I just like to do what I like to do. But there are some folks that just love playing the game. Yes. And, you know, it's not bad to play the game to a certain extent. It's not bad, but but it's inauthentic. And sooner or later, as I said, I th- sooner or later it falls down. And there, it's that tension again, though. Like, how do you promote yourself but not at the expense of others mm-hmm. and you're being authentic? It, it's that thing, who are you? What type of person are you? And and doing a bit of a, a check on yourself, like, am I out of line? Mm-hmm. Am I, uh, you know, saying, saying bad things? I've had this conversation a couple of times where somebody said, what do you think of so-and-so? It's like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. It starts with you to say again, you know, hey, my, I, have a, I have a rule where I don't talk about anyone that they're in the room. Mm-hmm. So if you want to chat about them, let's do that. And, you know, but that might get you on the outside of politics now. If you're not willing to play the game and, and complain about something or tear somebody down, you got to be prepared to take the consequences. Those consequences might be you're outside now, buddy. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily need them in the room, but what the way I handle it sometimes is I go, listen, Greg's a good guy, and this is my concern with him, but that's something uh, I'm quite prepared to talk to him about, that yeah. I, we, we've talked about it in the past. Uh, I'm not going to say things here that I'm not going to say to him, mm-hmm. that I don't feel comfortable saying to him. Yeah. And that's the way I manage those situations. There's times when I wouldn't want you in the room, but at the same time, if you come to me, he says, yeah, listen... Uh, you know, Bob had a conversation about some problems of having. Well, let's talk about those problems. Yeah. Then we're going to have the conversation. I don't actually need to be in the room, uh, but certainly anything I say to them, I, w- I, you know, I hope that I would be prepared to say to you directly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And can you live comfortably uh, when there is politics? And and you said it. There there is always a certain amount of politics. Politics, favoritism, or conflict at a certain level. I've always just admitted that there is a certain level of politics. Am I feeling comfortable in the place that I am? Can I get things done? Uh, one thing that really irritates me is when I there's this uh, people holding on to information. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And there may be at times reasons for it, but if it impacts the way that I do my job, then I'm really not that mm-hmm. happy about that. Great, 100%. And what can you do to create a really good atmosphere uh, within your sphere of influence? We've talked about this in a couple other podcasts as well. Just sitting there probably isn't enough. You need to be active somehow. Mm-hmm. We all have a choice. Going back to, I mean, I've mentioned Viktor Frankl's quote. You know, between between uh, stimulus and response, there's this pot. There's this area that you can make a choice, and we all have a choice. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, uh, but but uh, be courageous and and uh, stand in when you need to stand in. And have you left, or you know, do you have to make a decision about leaving? because of a really uh, negative environment. We've talked about this in probably about a dozen other podcast episodes as well. There is a time when you go, listen, not healthy. Um, you know, let's take a look around. Where can I go and I can add to whatever they're doing and it's a, a better atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I would hate to see people leave a, a company or an organization because of just a terrible negative uh, environment. But they have, and they continue to will. And so you have to, you know, again, in your, if you're a manager or if you're in your employee, you can, what can I do in my space to limit the impact or to create an opposite impact in the space? Because sometimes you can delay someone leaving just by the relationships you build. 
But then sometimes you just, we've talked about it, if it gets to a point where it's just too draining and it's really opposite of your values or whatever it is, then it's time to begin looking. But don't leap too quickly. Begin your journey of search before, uh, you know, don't put yourself into trouble. I agree. Wrap up, Greg. Yeah, well, for me, this one is, is uh, a, you know, it exi- politics will exist. Um, and if it's intentional politics... That's when it's bad. You know, someone is really just playing the game to, to get what they need. Um, that's a really me-focused area, and it, it is frustrating, and I don't last long in those places. There are the, the other ones that are more in, unintentional, um, and those are the things that, at least for me, I need to be more aware of. Just when am I slipping into those easy slots of, of who do I go to and I'm, I'm – uh, uh, who do, who do I, who, or who am I, it's either who am I slipping into just going to the same people overall, or who have I just said, I'm kind of giving up and I'm not going to deal with it because it's just too much work. So I think both of those apathy and, and also just habits are two things that we just need to be aware of, whether you're the manager or the employee. And again, we each have a chance to show up how we want to show up. So uh, just, just, be aware that this is something that we can easily slip into and we can also easily make a difference on minimizing politics. So the first comment I have is those people that are in the center of the storm that are causing these things or groups of people that are in conflict, get your act together. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need to be more inclusive. The world isn't about you. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows what's going on. They sense the tension. They know when you're a nasty piece of work. Uh, get your act together. Mm-hmm. And I think as individuals, uh, we can affect to a certain extent uh, what's going on around us. And we also have to de- decide what our tolerance is. There mm-hmm. is always a certain level of politics. It's just the nature of people getting together to do a common purpose. What are your thresholds? What are you prepared to put up with? But at the same time, when you have to interact with people involved in this organization, model how you want to be treated mm. by by talking to them and i i've worked in uh, a couple terrible situations but the people i worked with were so good mm. and we got along so well and the people that were causing the problems really didn't have a lot of influence on what we did on a day-to-day basis and every once in a while you had to listen to some kind of stand-up thing but who cares so find those people find the situations that you like to work in model uh, being fair with people, having a good conversation. Uh, that's how, you know, I've, I've worked in a couple of huge organizations and that's how I kind of survived in a bunch of questionable situations. But, uh, I appreciate the people I took that journey with the people that had the same mindset as me. And, uh, when you have a bunch of those people together, I tell you, it's a good deal, man. Yeah. And usually those really intentionally, really kind of not good political people they usually don't last no i mean sometimes they do there have been people that yeah but they're lonely greg because all the good people leave they're lonely yeah 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 but usually they don't last long so you know create your circles create your trust areas that you can build even in those tough situations i agree so um do you have anything else i don't think so Listen, folks, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that you find offensive or made you angry, although this is probably one of those episodes that uh, people have some pretty strong experiences with, feelings. So maybe we did rile things up a little bit. So I think 
it's time for your philosophy. Yeah, on this it, one. it is. Well, you know what? And uh, politics are, are, you know, that might create a bit of a, a bit of a buzz, a bit of a churn. People might be thinking, you know, man, you got to play the game, man. How are you going to do it? So I might get riled up. And, and so, so the philosophy is from my original coach. She said, you know, sometimes we're going to talk about stuff that's going to make you crunchy and grumpy. Um, and other times it's going to make you feel really good. And usually the good is when you're doing something that we've heard and you're aligned to it and you're making traction. The crunchy and grumpy is when said something that you might disagree with. And it's okay to disagree with what we say. Hey, we're not we're not here to say we know everything. We don't. And we're also not sorry. <laughs> yeah. And and but but you know one of the things you can do is just just reflect upon it. If it's making you grumpy uh, or crunchy, there might be something in there. Just think. So what? Why am I feeling that way? And what is it trying to tell me? And how can I learn from this? And how do I need to apply this in whatever role I'm in? So just 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 pause a bit, dig a little bit deeper. You might come up with it saying, you know, there's nothing, but but pause and dig a bit deeper because there's usually something. And that's where I like to encourage people. If you're in a journey, management journey, or whatever that journey is, who are you talking to about it? Mm -hmm. Just don't sit there and be in your head. Have a conversation with somebody, usually outside of the situation, and, and say, like, why am I upset by this? Well, yeah. let's, let's talk about that. Let's examine that. Yeah, exactly. Shout out? Sure, sounds good. There's three countries. I don't know if I've actually mentioned them before. Okay. So I wrote them down, uh, and hopefully at least one of them is new. But at the same time, we, of course, celebrate everybody that's part of our community. Right. Uh, France? Uh, not sure. Not sure of France before. Indonesia. Indonesia. Definitely not Indonesia before. And Finland. F I don't think Finland either. Welcome, folks. We're, we're so excited that you're listening to us and that hopefully some of the things that uh, we're saying are resonating with you. Uh, you know, we've also have heard from folks from different countries saying, you know what, this stuff is the same over here because you know what's dealing with people. And uh, our experiences are similar, whether you live in Canada, Indonesia, Finland, or France, or anywhere around the world. We hope uh, some of these conversations are just stimulating thinking. And as Alistair said, what's even better is take that thinking and have a conversation with somebody else or your inner circle to say, hey, you know, I was just listening to this thing about this and uh, you want to talk about it? Because I'm really thinking about how am I trying to show up differently or how are we doing it here in our organization? Like create the dialogue and move to action. Uh, and uh, that's our hope is that we'll all continue to grow and strengthen. I got to tell you, Greg, if somebody got a little riled up because of this, and when had a really good conversation, we have done our job. That's right. That's right. I agree. I, I think that's just the best way. Rather than somebody sit there and just be angry and I don't do that. I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. We all do things wrong. Yeah, we do. We do. All right, my friend. You good? I'm good. Remember, folks, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care. Oh, hang on for a second. Tomorrow? Yes. July 5th? Yes. Three years on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Three years. That is amazing, really. We don't usually tell you what day of the week it is, but we usually do it on Monday, but Monday was a holiday here in Canada. So we're uh, taping on the, on a Tuesday, uh, July 4th. Happy, uh, uh, I don't know what day it is in the States, but July 4th. Happy uh, July 4th to all our American listeners. But, yeah, tomorrow is our 5th, uh, uh, July 5th is our third complete year. Wow.
Wow, that's pretty amazing. I've I've super enjoyed it and still having fun having these conversations. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking about it today, and then of course, as soon as we get here and, and set up and do all the technical stuff, totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years. Wow, man. That's so cool. some of you have been with us almost since day one. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we're gonna continue on here. We got a whole bunch of other topics, and we're chasing people that we want to talk to. So uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs>